Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in... Over here! ...with a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern. Right here live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. If you'd like to give us a call and uh, chat with any of our guests tonight, or if you'd like to chat with me in the next hour when we do an open mic, our toll-free number is one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. Now that is toll-free at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. My email address, xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, www.exxoneradio.com. And that's our main site. And to visit the X-Zone store, www.xzonestore.com. Unfortunately, the video feed is still down. We're having problems, and uh, the good folks at Consolidated Streaming uh, are supposed to be working on it, so we will get it up and running and let you know as fast as we can. On tonight's show, my first guest tonight is um, Joe Bullard. We're going to be talking about the mystery of the Coral Castle in Florida. Second hour, it's an open mic, and you never know who's going to be dropping in to discuss what with us here. And then hour number three, Chief Roy S. Jones, Jr., who is a hereditary Haida-Gwaii chief, that's the Queen Charlotte Islands, who has been involved for many years in marine ecosystem management, seal product development from abundant and humanely captured seals, and seal hunt advocacy programs is going to be joining us. And then in hour number four, we're going to be going to Napa, California, to speak to Wayne Morin, who has some very interesting and news uh, news-breaking information for us about the crimes against humanity at the Napa State Hospital in California. Once again, one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is our toll-free number. Email xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, xzoneradio.com and xzonestore.com. My first guest tonight is Joe Bullard, and we've had the pleasure of having Joe on many times before. And we're going to be talking about the Coral Castle in Florida. 
Joe was born in Florida in 1951. He attended the University of West Florida and graduated with a bachelor's degree in journalism in 1974. He found out about the Coral Castle on the television series called In Search Of in September of 1984. During this time, he was working at Lake City Community College as a public information director and professor of newspaper class. Joe spent 10 years of research at Coral Castle and uh, started writing Waiting for Agnes in February of 1995. It took him five years to get the story on paper and almost four years to publish it. We'll also be discussing the Bermuda Triangle with Joe tonight. And Joe Bullard, welcome back to the X-Zone. How are you, Joe? Hey, Rob. It's great, man. You sound great. It's great to be back on X-Zone. Well, super having you here, uh, Joe. Now, Joe, I was wondering if you could uh, let our listeners know where exactly in Florida the uh, Coral Castle is. Rob, Coral Castle is located about a 30-minute drive. It's actually mm-hmm. south of Miami, and um, it's homestead in Florida City, where Florida City is where Ed first built it, then he moved it, um, like we've talked about before, um, one stone at the time, he moved it to homestead in about 1936. So when you're down there, you're about an hour away from the Florida Keys, so you're right in the middle between the Florida Keys and Miami is where homestead and Florida City are. All right, Joe, you and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Joe Bullard is our very special guest. In this first hour of tonight's X-Zone, we're going to be talking about the Coral Castle. If you'd like to give us a call and uh, speak to Joe, ask him any questions about the Coral Castle, one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii, one eight seven seven five two eight. 528 8255. My producer tonight is the one and only Gotham City guy, Batman. Nice working with you, Batman. So, Batman, Joe Bullard, and I will be back on the other side of this two minute break as the Exxon continues right here on Talks. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. 
Are you interested in the paranormal, ghosts, UFOs, or psychic phenomenon? Join me, Tim Bartley, co-host of Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, coming mid-January 2017 to the XZBN. We will channel spirits live and talk to them, revealing all kinds of amazing information. Spiritual attachments will be found and removed on the show, and so much more. To find out when you can listen to Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, visit www.xzbn.net for listeners on both sides of the veil. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. We're talking about the Coral Castle in Florida this hour. Joe Bullard is our special guest. And, uh, Joe, I was wondering if you could give our listeners a brief history of the Coral Castle. And uh, when it was moved, uh, Joe, how long did it take, Ed, to move it? Okay. Um, the story of Coral Castle actually begins in Latvia, 1912, Rob. Uh, Ed was a 26-year-old. He and his uncle, or his grandfather, I'm sorry, at the time were in the tombstone business. And uh, Ed was 26. And the girl that he met was named Agnes Scuffs. They had a brief dating type thing, and they both just fell in love. And so they set a date for the wedding. And the night before the wedding, uh, you got to remember, Agnes was only 16 years old. And Ed was 26, a little bit older than her. Of course, that wasn't too much uh, in that time zone. That, that wasn't too much for them. But for some reason, she never really gave Ed a reason, but she jilted him the night before their wedding. And it was the only girl he'd ever loved, Rob. He was sickly as a child, mm-hmm. uh, never a big guy. He was like 5 feet, 100 pounds, and um, had you know had really missed a lot of school for his sickness and didn't have a chance to be around other kids and date too much so when she jilted him it devastated him uh he left latvia now latvia is one of the the baltic states you've got lithuania and estonia and it's just right on the edge of russia uh in world war ii uh, the germans took it over and then the russians took it over so latvia was kicked around kind of like a soccer ball if you will uh, so Ed was brokenhearted, and he said, well, I've got to get out of uh, Latvia. And there was a friend of his that told him, he said, you know, you might get a job uh, in Canada cutting timber. And Ed said, well, I don't care. i got to get out of here. So he jumped on a boat, Rob, and mm-hmm. I've always been interested. I've never been able to track down in what part of Canada that he worked. But he worked in the lumber then, and, and he sort of built up his health again because he was working hard. And uh, in 1918, uh, he started coughing and having really difficulties breathing. And they told him, they said, look, you've got to get out of this cold and somewhere warmer. Now, I had always been told, Rob, that he took a boat from Canada. But one of the last times I was on your show, I got an email from a guy, and he said, you know, I loved your story, and it it was all correct. He said, except for the part where he took a boat. He said he did not take a boat because my father saw him in Jacksonville, Florida. Evidently, and they, we think he just crossed, uh, I guess not, not legally, but just wherever he could cross at that time in 1918, Rob, mm-hmm. uh, he crossed into, into America walking. Wow. And now this is what's strange. He walked with a divining rod, you know, like um, when you're dowsing for water, yeah. because the gentleman said in Jacksonville, 
his father was going to work every day, and he, he his father worked because he was pretty close to Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. and he saw this little man walking around with the, with the divining rod, checking the ground as he walked. So he became curious one day, and he stopped him, and he said, Sir, he said, what in the world are you doing? And the little man just looked at him, and he said, When I find it, I'll know it. And he just kept on walking, Rob. And so the man was like, well, what did that mean? So for several days, he kept following the road where Ed would be, and he came back again to him, and he said, Sir, I don't mean to molest you, but what are you looking for, and and what did you mean when you find it? And they said, Ed just smiled, and he said, All I can tell you is when I find it, I'll know it. And he kept on walking. So this is really a phenomenal thing to me, Rob, because Ed walked he didn't take a boat, from what I can understand, because this gentleman was very sure. Later on, in fact, when Carl Castle became clear and, and famous, kind of, his father saw the picture of Ed in the paper, and he said, that is the exact man that I saw walking in Jacksonville. Isn't that amazing? So this means that this little character mm-hmm. came all the way, I want to say in the upper northern part of Canada, I'm not sure, uh, all the way down through through that time, and then walked down to Miami. And the whole time... He was using his divining rod, looking for the certain land that he wanted. You know, in in 1918, uh, there was uh, logging right across Canada. So he could have been anywhere from the Atlantic provinces to mid-Ontario, right through to British Columbia. And that's one heck of a walk. I'm telling you, the the little man. And and at this time, here's what's really wild, Rob. Mm -hmm. This whole time, he had tuberculosis. Oh, Lord. Yeah. When he got to when he got to Florida, the doctor checked him out. They found him passed out on the side of the road, and a guy doing real estate was riding along. And they, they thought he was a boy; he was so small. Well, they picked him up. He was passed out. They checked him out, and the doctor told him the next day. He said, "Son, I don't know how you've even have the energy to brush your teeth. Your body is eaten up with tuberculosis. You have four to six months to live." So he made that walk from Canada, Rob, all the time with terminal tuberculosis. What was his motivation for walking all the way from Canada to Florida? You know, was it to find the exact spot by following the ley lines or whatever he was seeking with his divining rods? I believe that he was looking for the ley lines. You know, those ley lines, um, mm-hmm. with Bruce Cathy's work and book, um, he's got a book out called Harmonic Grid and the yep. UFOs. Um, and it's it's obvious that he was looking for those ley lines. And he's looking for the most powerful spot to erect the castle. Um, I really believe, Rob, and, and, and several people have written to me talking about, you know, that is the essence of Ed. That's, if you're going to write a song about Ed, it's about the walk from Canada to Florida. And I believe during that whole time he was looking for that place. And, you know, in his mind he had the castle for Agnes already built. He was just looking for the place to put it. Where, and, did, he get, where did he get his knowledge from? Uh you know, when you asked him that question, Rob, he would smile and he would say, well, he'd say, I read books on the Egyptians, on the Mayans, on the Incas, on the Aztecs, um, and every book he could get his hand on about magnets and how the magnetic forces uh, affect the earth. That was one of his strong things. And then you would say, well, what books did you read? And he would never tell you. Really? And the little man, when he got to Florida, people said he would spend five hours a day in the library as he was building the castle. But, Rob, I've gone to that that library down in in Homestead in in Florida City, Mm -hmm. and, you know, 
I'm not saying that he couldn't find books in there about it, but I believe that he traveled either with the books from Latvia because uh, around Latvia in that area, um, there are a lot of um, the ancient discoveries type thing, you know. And I believe that he had to have had that knowledge before he came to Florida. He knew what he was doing, and he knew where he was going. All right. Why did he choose the poorest land in Florida City to build the Coral Castle? Here's here's what is so strange about this. He goes around with his divining rod, mm-hmm. and, he, and he went to a junkyard. After he was d- diagnosed with tuberculosis, he said, well, he said, I need to make some tools. Is there a junkyard around here? And they said, yeah, you know, Kilgore's Junkyards is right around the corner. So they took him there, and he got a bunch of bizarre-looking tools, you know, um, wheel bearings from old trucks and bumpers and everything you can imagine. And then he found an old bicycle, and he was so poor, uh, the man gave him the bicycle because it had no tires on it. So he rode around uh, Homestead and really Florida City on that bicycle, and he'd stop every now and then get off and, and go dowsing. And that's how he got the name Crazy Ed. So uh, one day he came in, and the real estate man had been helping him. And Ed came in, and they went in, and he said, he said, uh, Tom, he said, I have found the piece of land that I want. So he was excited, so the real estate man said, great, let's go look at it. And when he came out there, Rob, it was the worst. The real estate man said, you, son, you can't farm anything but rocks in this place. Only a little bit of topsoil, and 4,000 feet straight down, Rob, is this coral. Now, this coral is called Ulitic Limestone. And the reason it's called that is these little characters called uliths, or which are like little tiny seahorses, if you will, little tiny crustacean-looking things, and they get together and they form. And when they die, their bodies are stuck together. And that coral, they say, and I think it's older than this, but the scientists now are saying it's 30,000 years old, okay? And he chose that limestone because it was that area that was less topsoil, so he had less digging. And the man said... Well, Ed, you know, this land is, is, is no good, but son, we don't, we don't even charge. We'll give it to you if you want it. He said, fine. So they gave him the land, and he, they, he told him, he said, I'm going to put up a tent. You guys just leave and come back and check on me in about a month. Well, when they came back, it was a hot Sunday afternoon, and the man and his wife said, let's go check on Ed and just see what he's doing. When they walked up on him, Rob, he had a tripod of poles, telephone poles, 60 feet tall, okay? In the middle of that teepee, that tripod, was a chain coming down. And at the bottom of that chain was a piece of 10 tons of coral, and it was cut into a block. And when I say a block, I mean it was perfectly squared, perfectly cut, and just hanging in that tripod. Now, Ed was a small man, but he was working with that stone, so he kind of got a good build. He got a little stocky build there. And um, when they walked up on him, he had no shirt. And the funny thing was, when they walked up, he wasn't working. He was staring at them. Now, this is one of the characteristics of Ed that, that gets overlooked, and this is true. You can talk to anybody in Homestead that was there at the time. They're mostly dead now, but they left behind documents that said he knew. He could feel the person. He had a sixth sense. When he was building the castle, people would try to sneak up on him. Yeah. Remember, he only worked from midnight till 6 in the morning, and when people tried to sneak up, he would step up on the wall, sit down, and start singing or saying, how are you guys doing tonight? I oh can't work until you leave. They low-crawled like alligators. They, they, they would just sneak up, be 50, 75 yards, and he'd stand up and know they were there. Nobody ever explained where that sense was, but someone asked him one time, said, how do you perceive the people? 
And he said, let me tell you something. The human mind has not been developed. You know, we only use a small percentage of it. He said, but I've concentrated, and I can chase a mosquito off a wall from across the room. That's what his powers of concentration were. And he said, you know how you feel somebody sneaking up on you yeah. from behind? He said, I can see in the front, and I feel the vibrations of the human body. He was very tuned into um, detail things that we took for granted. He studied. You know, you know, we laugh here in the States, and I'm sure in Canada you do it too. We say, well, you know, it was so boring. It was watching, like, watching paint dry. Paint dry yeah. Okay, he would actually watch mold growing in a pond to see how the sunlight affected the growth. Uh, so he was a Joe, I hate to do this. We're, we've got to take a commercial break with the news. Please stand by. Joe Bullard's our special guest, www.waitingforagnes.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon right here on the Talk Star Radio Network. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone Radio Show on the Talkstar Radio Network. Our toll-free number is 1-877-528-8255, and that is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. At one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. Last night on the show in the final hour, Patrick Cook and I were uh, discussing about the Canadian seal hunt that is ongoing right now, and it, it's it's a it's a topic that gets people heated either one way or another. So I decided that I would uh, do some research today and try to bring on the best person that I could uh, find who would be most sensible. When it comes to this question, so joining me in the next hour, I'm sorry, in hour number three will be Chief Roy S. Jones, who is a First Nations chief. Uh, it's been passed on through his family generation after generation after generation after generation, and we're going to be discussing the seal hunt, and uh, that's in hour number three and in hour number four. Um, we're going to be talking about... Um, some wonderful and very interesting things as we do each and every night here on the X Zone. 
one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free, and uh, it's going to be Wayne Morin in the final hour of the tonight's show. We're going to be discussing the uh, the um, crimes against humanity that are being uh, that are being continued being done at the Napa State Hospital. Joe Bullard is our special guest. We're talking about the Coral Castle, and uh, for more information, you can visit uh, Joe's website at www.waitingforagnes.com. Joe, thanks for being with us. Always, uh, always great having you on the show. It's such an interesting story. It is such a, uh, it's got to be one of the world's last mysteries, for goodness sake, how this man moved all these giant-sized pieces of coral by himself and we still don't know the technology that he used. Are we any closer to getting the truth? No, Rob. Um, unfortunately, I, I'm in my 25th year of studying this, and mm-hmm. um, you're one of the great advocates of Coral Castle because, believe Thank it you. or not, I mean, we've been preaching this story for how many times on your show and how many years. And, you know, every time I do one of your shows, and I, I tell you, I love the people in Canada because I, I get more orders for books from Canada than I do in the United States, and it's it's really strange. But even I've only done one radio interview in Florida in all the time. I've done you so many times, and uh, thankful for for you and Exxon because this is the last, one of the last yes. great mysteries. Um, you know, when he died in 1951, um, he left behind clues, but you really have to study Ed. Um, and no, we're no closer uh, Rob, because there's only a few people. I wish that you know we could get scientists. I wish we, we could get even the college students from University of Florida. It's mm-hmm. only an eight-hour drive from there, but there's nobody studying what it did. I mean, there's a few people. I shouldn't say nobody, but um, it's just there's just not enough. It should be a university. Is there a connection between the Coral Castle, Ed's mystical powers, and the Bermuda Triangle? That's um, that's an interesting question, Rob, um, and I did not realize this until I started studying uh, the Bermuda Triangle and Coral Castle. But the Coral Castle actually sits in the end, mm-hmm. right? Um, the, the the Bermuda Triangle the goes tip. out from the mm-hmm. kind of like the the bottom of New Jersey, and it forms the point up at Bermuda, and then mm-hmm. it comes down to um, just kind of cuts the edge of of Puerto Rico. It goes through Kingston, Jamaica. It goes through a part of Cuba. So actually the Coral Castle sits right, if you could, at the base or the bottom of the Bermuda Triangle. And, you know, it's really interesting, Rob, because Florida has so much weird stuff. Now, I think since I talked to you last time, uh, there was only a little blurb in the newspaper, but they have found a 20,000-foot deep chasm between Florida and Bermuda. And evidently, um, what's happening there is, uh, and I had friends out in uh, Pensacola where I went to school, and they're discovering USOs, the underwater submerged uh, vehicles that are unknown. They're saying they're using this chasm to go from Florida right on into Canada. And, you know, you've, you've had bunches of sightings of sure. the USOs there. And so... Um, where Ed's Castle is located, you know, there's so many theories now that, you know, Casey said that Atlantis was sitting right there between Florida and Bermuda. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we talked about this, Rob, but back in the 1970s, a doctor from Santa Monica was skin diving uh, in Bermuda. Now, 
in Florida, right, and I've been there many a times between Bermuda, here in, in Florida and Bermuda, you'll be sitting out there, Rob, beautiful weather, a squall will blow up in 20 minutes, and you've got to get out of there because, I mean, winds come through. They're not hurricane, but they're strong. Well, anyway, long story short, this doctor was scuba diving. Well, they, 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 they um, contacted him. They said, Doc, you've got to get out of the water. You've got to move. Squall's coming up. Well, they go back to their hotel and wait because the storm takes two days. Rob, when they go back to this area where they were diving, what happened was that wind blew away all the sand. There was a pyramid of, he, he estimated, 480 feet high. Okay, wow. The top of it was broken. He was able to enter the pyramid. He got down to the pyramid about 45 feet from the top. And in this, there was a marble base there, Rob, facing the, the upper top. And on one of the ceilings that was still left in the pyramid came a rod down. And the rod stopped right at a, a, a pair of bronze hands. And in these bronze hands was a perfect crystal, round crystal ball, about the size of a cue ball, a little bit bigger. And he was fascinated. Well, he was able to, to wrench the bronze hands apart because they weren't, they weren't that close holding the ball. He got the magnetic or the crystal ball out of there, and about this time the squall came up again. So he had no time to really research this pyramid. He swims out of there, gets back to his boat, okay? They yes. had no time to really map where they were or what was going on, okay? He goes back to California, takes this crystal ball, and he remembered the rod that was coming out of the pyramid and down to the to the crystal ball, and he thought, well, this is strange. I wonder what's going on here. Well, they take this crystal ball, and these scientists test it. They take a rod like was in the Great Pyramid, or the pyramid in the, in the uh, Bermuda Triangle there, and they put a little uh, spring on the end, and then they attached a little piece of, of steel to it, just like the rod was coming down on the pyramid. Well, every time they approach this crystal ball, um, Rob, it, it would deflect. It would not allow that piece of steel to come in contact with it. Every time they pushed it, it would push. The, it was like a slinky, if you will, and it would just push that spring back, and they were amazed. And now this crystal ball was studied by every scientist. He took it all over the United States, and they all said, we do not understand what is there. So there's so many, and, and, and they could not find that pyramid. They went back the next year, and the storms had covered it back up. But well, there's gonna... absolute evidence of these things there. Here's an interesting uh, coincidence, my friend. Have you ever heard of the Great Lakes Triangle? I've, I've heard of it, Rob, but I'm, I'm really ignorant of it. I don't know anything about it. Well, you know what? You're not, because the, the, um, the Great Lakes Triangle is one-sixteenth the size of the Bermuda Triangle. They're basically the exact same shape. It starts at... Around Kingston on the uh, St. Lawrence River goes to the top of Lake Superior, down to the bottom of Lake Michigan, and then in a straight line back to Kingston or Marysburg. Wow. There have been more ships lost, more ships disappeared, aircraft have disappeared, people have disappeared. There have been ghost ship sightings. There have been lake. Uh, there have been uh, lake monster sightings, all within the Great Lakes Triangle. It is perfectly aligned with the true north. So, if you had Ed walking right. from Canada right. and following a ley line to the Bermuda Triangle 
which is 16 times larger, which would give it a strength of 16 times magnification and uh, increase. This is one coincidence. A second coincidence is that there was an obelisk that arose from a uh, location in the Great Lakes Triangle. I believe it was um, in the St. Lawrence River. It arose out of the water. Mm. And then, you know what? Not unlike your pyramid, disappeared again. Never to be seen since that time. What, do you remember what shape the obelisk was? Was it? You know what? I, I did an article on this. Okay. I will find the article, and I will send it to you. Okay. Because, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, Ed Ray's, the tallest stone at Coral Castle mm-hmm. is an obelisk. 40 I'm just, feet tall, 28 th- and a half tons. This, there's, more, there, there's more to this than a coincidence, my friend. Yeah. Wow. That, I, had, I had not thought about... I'd not thought about him because for some reason, how did he know exactly where to walk from Canada, you know, where to go to look for these lines? So it had to be something guiding him. Plus, in the Great Lakes Triangle, there are columns of electromagnetism that move throughout the, uh, the Great Lakes that are marked on navigational charts just as those are in the Bermuda Triangle. Goodness. Maybe you should do a book on this, Rob. Oh, gosh. If I ever have the time, my friend, you're about the two millionth person <laughs> who suggested I do a book. Because I'm sitting here going, gosh, man, this there is so much coincidence between here mm-hmm. and, and, and Canada. Like, you Maybe said. we're on to something here. I, I think so. Um, in fact, Rob, I was going to tell you, I've had so many people. Uh, I, I got really excited when I found out that he made the walk from Canada. Mm-hmm. And I called a few of my friends in Canada that, that I kind of met through your show. And, and one of them, his last name is Ferguson, which is my grandmother's name. So we've kind of bonded. And I told him, I said, Larry, I said, I want to uh, I want to make the walk that Ed did from Canada to, to Florida. And I was kind of kidding him. And he said, really? So he's called me back up. And I said, you know, I wonder if the, I wonder if the people in Canada would. What I was thinking of, Rob, is, is making up a, a stone kind of like Ed had the, uh, the crescent moon, mm-hmm. make it in styrofoam and make it look like a stone, and then take that walk, say, from Toronto or Ontario, and maybe walk the back roads like he did. And, you know, if somebody wanted to give me a ride, they could give me a ride and um, just see what, what we could do with retracing his steps. Mm. Well, you know what? I, I think now that we've, uh, we've established there might be a very strong connection between the Great Lakes Triangle and the Bermuda Triangle, uh, I think that this certainly does merit looking into a lot closer. Yeah, yeah, because amazing. Yeah, and and, and I love it that Canada is connected with the Ed story. See, because he spent four mm-hmm. years in Canada trying to get over his heartbreak, and he would not have left had not had not it been for his health. I think he would have stayed in Canada. He was very happy there. Tell me, whatever happened to Agnes? Well. The Agnes story that I understand, um, one of the last times, well, I guess one of the second times I was in Coral Castle was 1984, and I must have just missed her. Uh, this One of the guides at Coral Castle said that one day he gave a tour. Well, after the tour, a young couple came up to him and said, uh, hey, we love the tour, and we wanted you to know we're from Latvia. And so the tour guide said, oh, that's great. He said, you wouldn't happen to have Agnes's phone number, would you? And the man said, you know, funny, but we do because she is our babysitter. When we left Riga, she's babysitting our children. 
And the man, the guy was astonished, and he said, have you got her phone number? And the guy said, yeah. He said, could we call her? And he said, of course. So they go in the little museum there, and they call her. And the guy introduced himself, and he said, Agnes, I'm here with the, you know, your friends that you're babysitting. And he said, we're at Coral Castle, and we'd love to have you as a guest. You know, we'll pay for your trip, and just be cool for you to come and see the castle. And uh, she was not really happy with the phone calls. She said, let me tell you something. She said, I'm not interested in that castle when he built it. I surely don't want to see it now. And I'm going to tell you another thing. She said, I never loved him. Oh, my gosh. And hung up. <laughs> Ouch. Well, I tell a lot of people, Rob, she had no idea, of course, that he would go on and, and do this monument to her that's, you know, I mean, it's a it's a scientific wonder. Mm. It's an everything. And, of course, he would always say, I'm, I did it because I'm waiting for Agnes. So he really made her famous. And I think... Rob, she was embarrassed that things went the way they did and that she jilted him. And I think the story that I have was that it was not so much Agnes that stopped the wedding, but it was her mother. Oh. She felt like Ed was too old and too poor, and she wanted her daughter um, to marry up. And she didn't feel like Ed was in their class. And so they believed that her being a young girl, she was more influenced by her mm -hmm. mother. Um, now... They think that the person that uh, came to Coral Castle, that, that she had babysat their children, said that she was divorced and had two children. So at some point she had gotten married and had children and something happened to her husband. Uh, but she was 83, I believe, at that time in 1984. So um, that would, that, she would be you know, long gone by now. Joe, please stand by. We've got to take our final break for this hour. Joe Bullard's our special guest, and uh, we're going to be uh, talking to Joe over the next couple of uh, weeks about the Coral Castle connection with the Bermuda Triangle and the Great Lakes Triangle here in North America. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. For more information on Joe Bullard, waitingforagnes.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com.
true healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Joe Bullard's our special guest. We're talking about the Coral Castle in uh, Florida. If you'd like more information on Joe, visit his website at www.waitingforagnes.com. First of all, Joe, always great having you here on the show. We'll be in touch with you, and we'll uh, do a joint investigation on the connection between the Bermuda Triangle, Coral Castle, and the Great Lakes Triangle. There has to be a connection here. Has to be. Rob, if I might just mention real quickly, we also have a, a short video. If your listeners would like to check it out on YouTube, you just go to the travel place and type in Coral Castle, and our video is the first one called Mystery at Coral Castle on YouTube. We'll certainly put that on the website as well, Joe. Thank you. A uh, couple of quick questions. Why did Ed move Coral Castle 10 miles away to Homestead in 1936? In that area, Rob, he was, um, I'll just have to tell you real quick, he was mm-hmm. approached by three or four th- thugs at night one night. Uh, they were trying to find out information on his perpetual motion holder. That was the electric, the machine that produced electricity with magnets. Well, he wouldn't tell them anything, so they finally beat him almost to death. And right after that beating, um, he started moving the castle. Now, he told people that um, the the area there was getting too crowded and he wanted to be farther out from town. Well, he called up his friend and they backed a truck and trailer in there. And he told the man to leave and come back in an hour. When the man came back in an hour, there was a 30-ton and an 18-ton stone loaded on the truck. And uh, so they started moving it. It took them one year to move the castle stone by stone. Now, here's what, there's two theories, Rob. The area at Florida City, uh, this harmonic grid that we keep talking about are these ley lines. If, if, the, if the listener there can just imagine that these are like electric power lines that would run under there, of course they're invisible except to those who can find them like Ed. Now, an earthquake, Rob, can come along and, of course, that tremor and that shake, they say that it can mess up that energy line. And they believe that Ed made a surveying error at Florida City. And when he discovered the, the error, um, the, the power there was not as strong. Hmm. So he, he, he always would take in his dowsing rod. So he went to, to Homestead one day, which is 10 miles north of Florida City there, and found a stronger point of this power. And they believe, now this is just all theory, but they believe that he moved it from Florida City to Homestead because he could see that the ley line power was diminishing. Now this is kind of getting fuzzy and it's kind of hard to kind of hard to understand. But at Coral Castle, I have seen a guide. There's a guide there, Rob, who can show you where those ley lines. Now they're not as strong as they were, but they will still move uh, dowsing rods. Unbelievable. Yeah. Joe, uh, we've got to say so long for tonight, but I will be in touch with you over the next couple of days, and uh, let's see what we can come up with to 
cement these three mysteries together. That sounds great, Rob. Thank you again for having me on, and, and I want to thank all your, your listeners in Canada for supporting me, man. You guys are great, and uh, I love Canada. You take care, buddy. We'll thank speak you, to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now. Joe Bullard, www.waitingforagnes.com. When we come back on the other side of the commercial break, Brian David Anderson is going to be joining me in the next hour for the open mic session. If you'd like to give us a call, one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. I'll be back on the other side of the news as the Exxon continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, exclusively on the Talk Star Radio Network.